Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Transform Podcast. This is your first time here. Welcome. I'm your host, Stephanie Zeller. The purpose of Transform is to share with you tools and insights about the process of transformation so that you can transform your life easily and quickly. Each one of these episodes has very applicable, actionable tools or prompts for you to think about so that you can actually start transforming while you are listening. Today's episode is for anybody out there that has been told this is just the way life is, who has been told that they should do certain things who has been told that they should ignore their internal guidance system, their intuition, their internal wisdom, who has been told that life is just hard and it's just the way life is. And it's especially for those of you out there that have wondered if it could be different, that have wondered if maybe there's something more going on here. In this episode, I really walk you through my own journey of exploring that very thing. Is this really all that there is or is there something more going on here? How do I face what's really going on in my life? How do I allow myself, give myself permission to look for something more, to look for something better? Now, in part of this episode, I talk about this moment when I was in my office in my previous career and where I sort of went from there. So if you haven't listened to any previous episodes, just to give you a quick background, in my last career, I was a prosthodontist, that is a dental specialist, and it took me 11 years of schooling and half a million dollars to become this prosthodontist. And... After doing everything I wanted to do in my career and actually achieving a lot of success, I had a moment one day in my office where I was able to face the truth of what was really going on within me, which was that I was unhappy. And in that moment, I had to decide, am I going to believe what I've been told, which is that unhappiness is just part of the way that life is? Or am I going to explore and seek out a different answer for me? So that's really what this episode is about. And it's applicable, I think, to anybody, even if you feel happy in your career, there's definitely some some things in this episode for you too. If you guys like this episode, or you think that somebody that you know could really use it, then be sure to send it to them. If this episode moved you in any way, I would love it if you took a screenshot and posted it on Instagram and tagged me at Dr. Stephanie Zeller. And I would also really appreciate your ratings and reviews. That is one way that the podcast grows. And I'm looking to support and help as many people as possible, as many people as I can. If you listen to this episode or even the previous episode and you feel like you're at this point in your life where you're ready to go on this journey yourself, where you are ready to start exploring for you how you can live a better life, 
find more deep joy and gratification daily, and especially when it comes to your career, shift out of maybe what might be a traditional job or a career and into your life's work. Your life's work is the work that is fueled by your passion and your purpose. And if you don't know what you're passionate about or what your purpose is, that's why I'm here. In the show notes, you can see a link to a free training. And following that, I am opening up my six-month accelerator called Your Life's Work, which is a six-month group of people that will be taken through six months of online curriculum, where there will be group coaching and one-on-one coaching to support you. And in that accelerator, you will identify your passion, your purpose, and your life's work. Now, as a quick caveat, if you're unhappy in your career, this doesn't mean that you're going to take this six-month workshop and you're going to necessarily leave it or that you have to start your own business or anything like that. A lot of people can actually pivot within their career and activate their life's work and feel a whole new sense of inner passion that fuels them, that drives them, that vastly improves their quality of life, helps them feel seen, grows their confidence, all these things. So don't jump to conclusions about what this means for you. But if this episode resonates with you or the last one, then I would highly encourage you to just take the little tiny leap of faith and sign up in the show notes for the free training that's coming up. There's no harm in exploring. There's no harm in exploring. This episode really came from my heart. I just felt my heart so open while I was recording this one in particular. And so I hope that it moves you, that it resonates with you, that it means something to you too. Without further ado, enjoy this episode of Transform. When I was growing up, I was always interested in working. I created a little newspaper called something like the Zeller Weekly that I put out to my family at the end of the week where I would report on the weekly happenings. I started asking if I could work in my dad's office when I think I was 12 years old and I started filing for, I don't know, you know, $8 an hour, $9 an hour, whatever it was. And my first kind of real job was at an ice cream store right after I got my learner's permit when I was 14 years old. Thinking back on this, you know, my parents instilled in me a really, really strong work ethic. I grew up seeing my dad working all the time, working his butt off. And my parents were extremely strict, especially with me, with working, with getting my homework done, with studying for tests, with doing the things I was supposed to do. I also volunteered for like hundreds of hours growing up. I actually don't know why that was pushed on me to do that so much, but it added to this energy that I had that it was important to work. For a long time, I thought that 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 energy was just instilled in me, like it just came from my parents. But over the last several years, as I have evaluated my childhood more and more, when I think back, I realized, you know, I always had this drive to work in me. It just was something that gave me a sense of independence. You know, I loved the idea of, of earning my own money. 
I worked all through high school, all through college, at so many different jobs. And it wasn't necessarily something my parents told me to do or asked me to do. I was just choosing to do that. And then that work ethic kind of shifted into dental school, followed by a practicing dentist where I worked super hard at what I was doing, but also continually taking all of the CE. And then it, of course, applied when I went back to residency and then when I became a specialist and started doing all the additional things I was doing. Now, a few years ago, when I took pause because I felt like something in my life was missing and I wasn't as deeply fulfilled by my career as I thought that I would be, there were a lot of things that I examined. One of those things was workaholism, which I realized I was a total workaholic, and I didn't know why. I didn't know why I had this drive to work all the time. I didn't know why working was the only thing that kind of made me feel okay. But I also didn't know why I wasn't feeling as fulfilled when I was working as I thought that I should be. There are a few people around that time that really influenced me. One of them was Rob Bell. I've talked about Rob Bell before, especially on my podcast episode, My Awakening in the Four Levels of Happiness, which, by the way, is the most downloaded episode. So if you haven't listened to that, then check that episode out. Rob Bell has had a really interesting life. He is a disruptor. And he's had this really what I would call controversial perspective about life, which if I had to summarize the perspective, it would be there's something more going on here. There's got to be something more going on here. If you're feeling like there's something in you missing, like there's like a void, something is off, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. If you feel that way, it's for a reason. So much of what I think I learned from Rob Bell was to sort of trust that inner inner voice and those those indicators. And when I, several years ago, sat down in my office one afternoon, and I looked around and I started thinking about all the things that I had achieved and everything that I had done in such a short period of time, the success that I had garnered, the awards that I'd won, all of these things. And I felt like something was missing. Through my learning from people like Rob Bell, I decided to listen. I decided to listen to that feeling, that sensation that something was missing. And this wasn't just something that was missing in my work life. It was also missing in my personal life. It just was like, what is this thing? What is this feeling that I have in me that like, ugh, I can't, I can't name, I can't describe other than it feels like something's missing. And the thing is, is that I had tried to get rid of that feeling by filling up with a lot of other things. I tried to 
reach for my goals. I set goals. I met them. I had success. I had like a small following. I was married for the second time. I had, man, I tried all these things to, to resolve that feeling, to fill that void. But that void was still in me. And it was, at this point, I would say it was devastating because of the amount of work and time and energy and effort and all of the things that I had tried to do to fill up that void. And even now, as I talk about it, you know, I have like this lump in my throat just thinking about the way that I felt then and just feeling this sense of kind of like devastation of what's happening. The world would have us believe that that's just the way that life is. The world would have us believe that if we have that feeling that we are broken, perhaps we don't have the right mindset Perhaps we should just look at things differently. Perhaps we need to practice more gratitude. Perhaps we need to be of more service to others. Perhaps we should stop complaining. Because we are so lucky. You can be lucky and devastated too. You can have all these amazing things and still feel empty. You can have everything that you've ever wanted and still feel like something is missing. And the opposite is also true. You can be in a position where you keep trying for something and trying for something and trying for something and it's not coming. And this can make you feel upset and frustrated because you know what you're doing. You're trying to resolve the empty feeling with that thing. But coming from someone who was on that treadmill, who ran that race over and over and over again and repeatedly got the things that I was searching for, there may be a sense of dread in you because you may wonder if once you get that thing, if it will really be everything that you need it to be. Do you really think this thing that you're wanting it's going to resolve that deep, aching feeling, that void, that something is missing. And if you're somebody that's, if you, if you feel like you don't feel this thing, if you are listening to this and you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about, I guess two things I would want to ask you. Well, maybe three. One, to me, that indicates potentially that you've actually done a lot of personal work and you've got to the other side and you understand what that thing was and how to fill that thing, which by the way, is what I'm going to be discussing in the rest of this episode. Two, you're pretending, you're denying. You do feel that feeling, but the thought of accepting the fact that you feel that feeling is so overwhelming and disorienting that you will do everything in your power to deny that you're feeling that feeling. And three, you could be triggered right now. If any part of you is triggered, responding to people when you are triggered is defending. So you're defending something. My goal is not to trigger anybody, but 
if triggering you or anyone else gets you to acknowledge what's really happening, then I would rather sacrifice you liking me to help you see something that you've been refusing to see. My goal is never to get you to like me. My goal is to help you transform quickly and get to the other side of difficult things. Okay, so just create some space in your mind and your heart right now and then just ask yourself, do I feel like something's missing? How often do I feel that feeling? And am I willing to acknowledge that I'm feeling that feeling because I know that the first step to changing anything is acknowledging. The first step of freeing myself from that emptiness, from that void, that aching, is accepting that that is actually how I'm feeling. So I am helping myself actually by acknowledging this thing and that by denying it that's actually inhibiting my transformation healing realizations processing and maybe this isn't a feeling that you have constantly but maybe it's just something that arises spontaneously ever so often and if that's the case that's what I'm talking about that's how it applies to you So I was sitting in my office and I was feeling this feeling of what's happening, what's missing. Like, I've done all these things. I'm not happy. Oh, man, what else can I do? I've worked my whole life to get to this point. I've put in thousands and thousands and thousands of hours efforting and pushing. And here I am. And what the fuck is happening? Right? So I went on a journey. Here's how I went on this journey. I just took the very next step that presented in front of me. So within a couple of months, because I was sort of at my wits end and I was so ready to leap, I ended up leaving my marriage and my job within a month of having that moment that afternoon in my office where I felt that that deep aching within me. My intuition told me I just had this knowing this was the next step in my journey. So I left my job. I left my marriage. And I started exploring. And I was looking for the answers to what that ache was within me. And if You know, my question was, is there a way to resolve that ache? Or is it true that this is just the way life is? Is this just the way life is? Is, Am I always going to have this aching? Or is there some way to resolve? And this, this really circles back to, you know, Rob Bell with this thought that there's something more, something else is going on here. And it's people like him that really inspired me to leap, to trust, you know, we all have these people that are on the other side of something and we look at them and, and we think, I relate to their journey. A part of me feels what they claim they were feeling and I'm looking at them and they're on the other side of this journey. And that's what gives us hope. That's what helps us see to believe that something else 
is going on here, that another way is possible, that we aren't as stuck as we think that we are. We aren't really alone on this journey. We have others beside us that are going through the same journey, even if we can't see them, and we have people that have gone before us. In almost every single case, you can find somebody in the course of history that is experiencing something similar to what you're experiencing. And so I started searching, and how I started searching was I started reading a ton of books, listening to podcasts, looking at people that had gone before me, I started taking some workshops, I started doing a ton of therapy, healing my body. There was a lot that I did on that journey. That journey to understand and resolve that ache in me was about a three and a half year journey. The first year was grueling. <laughs> Ooh, so, so many afternoons of just feeling intense anxiety, feeling so alone on that journey. Because you know what? I didn't know anybody else personally that had gone through what I was experiencing. And pretty much no one at that time supported me, except for my therapist. And, you know, like one or two really close friends who were able to support me from a distance, but didn't, didn't really understand what I was going through. So there just was very little they were able to offer me. And my family, I mean, all pretty much all of them didn't know what I was doing and didn't, I think, didn't know how to inquire about what I was doing. So there wasn't a lot of inquiring either. And so it was very lonely. It was very lonely. And a lot of people that go on this kind of journey, there is a period of time where it feels achingly, achingly lonely. You just don't have a lot of people around you that understand, that support you. And, you know, a lot of what you're doing on that journey is you're just like following an impulse, an intuition. You're following a deep knowing that there's something else going on here and that you know that in order to identify that thing and to resolve the ache, the void within you, you have to walk into the unknown. And when we walk into the unknown, we often don't have words for why or what we're doing exactly. And so then when people ask us about it, we don't know how to explain what we're doing, which then makes them question our logical thinking. But let me tell you something. Anybody that has ever done something amazing walked through this journey. Read about anybody that has changed the world done something amazing, invented anything, there was a period of time where they didn't have a lot of people supporting them. And what happens in this desert of loneliness and isolation is you start learning how to support yourself there. A lot of things are stripped away so that you can get clarity. And it's, you know, in looking back, there's a sweetness there. And I'm not romanticizing suffering here. What I'm saying that is if you use it appropriately, meaning you don't just tune out and watch Netflix, which by the way, I did watch a lot of TV, so I'm not saying TV is bad. But if that was all I was doing, I wouldn't have moved through it. I wouldn't be able to look back on that time 
with sweetness. So the first year, year and a half was really, was really grueling. And really, all I was doing there was learning. My personality is such that I'm sort of a scientist at heart. I'm a researcher. I'm an investigator. The way that I transform and change is by learning. And so I read, like, literally hundreds to thousands of books. I would read one to two books a day some days. I was consuming information at an insane rate because I was trying to understand what the fuck was happening. The other thing that happened at that time is all the tools that I had had that had worked for me previously to feel better, like with anxiety, started failing. If this has ever happened to you, where you suddenly enter into a period of time in your life where shit starts hitting the fan or things start going wrong or things start happening or this void within you starts rising. And then you use all the tools that you used to use to feel better. Like maybe it's going to run or go have a coffee with someone or whatever it may be. All of a sudden those tools like don't work for you. That is a sign of what I would call your awakening. And when I say awakening, what I mean is waking up to your truth and to your authenticity, waking up to the way that reality could be. Sometimes life will give us certain experiences or circumstances that will accelerate that process for us. So anytime that I have a client tell me like, I don't know what's happening. I had all these tools. I've had years of therapy and I had all these tools that used to work for me and all of a sudden they're not working. I get so excited. And of course, that's really confusing for them. But to me, that's like, oh my gosh, this is this is going to be, this is the hero's journey. If you guys haven't heard anything about the hero's journey, you should read Joseph Campbell's hero's journey because this is the most important pivotal time in your life and the universe is setting you up for change and you have momentum and you have energy and I know that it fucking sucks right now, but your life is about to change and I'm so glad we're working together and I'm so glad you came because I know what that journey feels like. And I know how to help you through that journey. When I was going through that journey, I had a therapist, I had a coach. If I would have done that totally alone, my God, nope, no idea where I'd be. Because it's so important to have outside help, especially when you're in this first sort of phase of of being in the desert and feeling really alone and and having all of your tools not working for you, you're in a haze. And what you need at that time is external support, people around you to support you, and also really a guide that can not direct you and tell you what to do, but can help you discern it on your own, can reflect back to you what's happening, can ask you certain questions, can help you support you. That's what a really good guide, coach, therapist, mentor, guru, sage does, is they help you support you. So here I was, this was probably for a year and a half that I was really in this haze. And then things started percolating a little bit, meaning I started to get a little bit of clarity. I started getting better discernment on who I was and maybe what I was here to do. And I started experimenting with that. I started doing some coaching. At first, it just started with two to three people, and then it increased. And then I decided to build workshops to help accelerate my clients' journeys. Because here's the thing, I had just spent 
two years now, and really a lifetime before that, because I've always been a little bit of a a nerd when it comes to psychology and behavioral theory and all of these things. I'd already read hundreds and hundreds of books over the years, but then I just did it way more intensely in the two years previous to that. And so I started writing workshops so that I could distill the most important lessons for my clients and they could learn that in the workshop and they could change quickly with our with our coaching. My point being, I learned during that time that this was my, this was part of who I was meant to be is to serve people in a sort of personal way on their transformative journeys. And then I learned through making those workshops that I had a particular skill or a knack for building workshops because these people would take my workshops and, oh my God, in just like a week or two, their lives would be totally different. And I mean, even I was shocked at the amount of progress they were making in such a short period of time based on my workshops. And I realized, okay, this is something that I love to do that doesn't even feel like work when I do it and that people are getting tremendous results from. This must be part of the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. I started following the breadcrumbs. So you go through this period of kind of this darkness, this isolation, and then all of a sudden you'll start to get breadcrumbs if you're, of course, searching and doing the work. And I started following the breadcrumbs and sort of the signs that I felt like I was getting, the universe was giving me. And I started to, over time, get clarity about what it was I was supposed to be doing, who it was that I was meant to be. And this crazy thing started happening. That void within me started disappearing. That ache that I was feeling, it slowly, slowly kept dissipating. That lethargy, that burnout, that languishing, that malaise, those feelings, those consistent aching feelings, the anxiety, all started disappearing. Three things that I did that made that ache, that void go away. And I mean, I'm going to summarize here because I wouldn't, obviously there's not three things. There's probably a hundred things, but kind of like three things as the end goals that I got to that helped me feel more whole and without that deep ache. Okay. The first, I got to know myself, who I really was, what my deepest gifts were, what I longed to do, what my shoulds were, such as like, I should do this, I have to do this, and I removed them, I dissolved them, and I started taking deep risk, risk of vulnerability by following my passions and showing the world who I was authentically. I've always found my, I've always thought of myself as being pretty authentic, but, you know, um, sometimes like there's parts of us that even we can't see and we don't know that we're in hiding. 
I had no idea that there were parts of me that I was kind of hiding out of fear of vulnerability, but I was. And the more I allowed myself to expose those parts of me, the more lit up I became, the more free I felt inside, the less I felt that void within me. So getting to know who I was and removing my conditioning and allowing myself some space for vulnerability and then understanding like my passions and really going into that and letting them blossom, that was, that was the first really big shift that allowed me to feel better in my body. And let me tell you, this takes time. It's a deeply internal journey. This is the interesting thing. A lot of people in the world are leaving their jobs right now. I think it was like last month, 4 million people left their jobs because they were unhappy. The great resignation. A lot of people think, okay, I'm not happy in this job, so I'm just going to go try another one. Something that I knew intuitively this whole time while I was going through this journey is that I couldn't just go into another job without understanding my hidden motivations and understanding me first, because if I did, I would repeat the same pattern. If you can't see your patterns, you're bound to repeat them. So I was in a situation where I was unhappy and I knew having done all the internal work that I had already done up until that point, that I couldn't go on to something else until I fully understood why I was unhappy. Because if I didn't understand it and I looked for something else too soon, I would just repeat the same pattern. And yeah, there might be some novelty with the new job. Maybe I'd like it for a year or two. And then all of a sudden, I'd be in the same fucking position. And then I'd look back and I'd be like, I just wasted a year or two. You see this not just with jobs, but you see this in relationships too. If people don't pause to understand why was this not working, really, really break it down. Do an internal journey first. You are bound to repeat your patterns. So that was the most important thing to me was, okay, I'm unhappy in my marriage, in my life, in my relationships, in my job. I got to understand this first before I just jump into something different so that I don't repeat my patterns. And again, in that internal journey, the more in the dark you feel, the more confused you feel, the more important it is to have somebody outside of you helping you navigate. And not only is it helpful, but it also accelerates you. Doing it alone can take a really long time. So I went on an internal journey to get to know the real me and to remove conditioning and to allow myself some space for vulnerability. And then I really started to envision a different reality. And what I mean by this is I really learned the the mechanics behind how people create things, how people build a life of their dreams. I studied a lot of different people, read a lot of different books to try to understand if I want to build a life that's amazing and that feels amazing, what do I need to do and who do I need to be? And it's interesting because there's a lot of contrary evidence out there. There's a lot of contrary writing on this subject, you could call this subject manifestation. If you just search manifestation, so many different opinions, perspectives, you, you really don't know who you're getting in terms of like, is this legit? Does this person, is this person like 
manifesting from a place of authenticity or from just total ego, wanting things, which I'm a huge fan of getting things. But if you're using things to fill that void within you, it's never going to, it's never going to happen. It's not going to fill your need. So I spent several years studying this and learning that it's actually very complex, the process. It's not just a matter of like going and building something. There is a certain degree of envisioning that takes place to build great, beautiful, magnificent things. And then getting your mind right, making sure that you actually believe that this can be a reality for you to obtain. And then knowing which sort of strategic steps to take in what order without burning out or hitting overwhelm or failing. When I learned the mechanics of manifestation, the energetics behind it, sort of the logic behind it, I started to get a new profound sense of excitement and control for the life that I could be building. Because I no longer felt like a victim of my reality. I mean, that's the most beautiful thing about learning the right way to manifest something is that you have more control over everything. And it's a beautiful, liberating thing because you're no longer in a prison. And if you are in a prison, you realize that it's just a prison of your own making. So learning about this, practicing with it, really getting good at it, freed me so much and helped me to see the prisons that I was making. And, and now it's like every time I feel trapped by something, I realize how am I making myself think that I'm trapped and how can I quickly exit this? And having that kind of control over your life, your reality, your future, the things you want to be making and manifesting, there's something about that that decreases that void, that feeling that something is missing. It's so empowering. It's really so empowering. And the third, the third real shift that that happened for me, that ultimately really kicked, kicked this void within me that I, I don't feel anymore, by the way, at all. It's totally gone. I am ugh, so grateful to be living. I'm lit up. I'm filled with joy. Do I have hard days? Yes, absolutely. Do I, do I have obstacles that I sometimes have to overcome? Do I have times of crying, times of anger? Yes, all those things. But it is so different because I am so firmly rooted in who I am and what I am here to do. And I am no longer this victim of my conditioning of, of doing what I am supposed to be doing. I'm now free. I'm free. I mean, yeah, I, I really think freedom, a feeling of internal freedom is something that is so pivotal and, and, and letting go of that void within you. This third thing, that I finally captured and, and shifted into is being of service to the world and ultimately feeling at one with everyone. Now, let me cut that into being of service to the world. Here's the thing. Here's what I have come to believe 
over the last four and a half years, and especially this last year of taking some people through, I took a group of people through a career workshop, but then I've also had a lot of clients that I've worked with outside of the career workshop that I've helped them with their career, okay? The old paradigm of work is that we need to work to make money and to have stability. The new paradigm of work in this new age, this sort of post-COVID awakened world that we are all moving into, the mass exodus of people leaving their jobs, is that work, our work, is meant to fill us with a life force energy, is meant to give us a sense of purpose and value. Our work is not just something we are meant to be doing to make money. It is what keeps us alive and thriving. Now, work, the word work, can be a lot of different things. It doesn't necessarily mean the thing that you're doing for money, because say that your work in the world is actually... Maybe you don't have a quote, like a job where you're getting paid, but maybe you work at a lot of homeless shelters, or maybe you're a parent and that's your work in the world. Everyone has what I call life's work, their life's work. We came, we were born with a purpose and part of that purpose is our life's work. And our life's work at the heart of it is to be a full expression of our authentic selves. What I mean by that is letting our most truest authentic self be expressed into the world through some sort of form, through some sort of act of service for others. This is what gives us a sense of life. It is what helps us feel connected. It is what helps us thrive. Here's the most amazing thing too. When you are really in alignment with your life's work, meaning you're doing your life's work, there's something about your particular life's work that you are so fucking good at. I've mentioned in one of my other episodes what zone of genius is, but zone of genius is when you are doing something that no one else can do quite like you and you love doing it, and when you do it, you almost like lose yourself in space and time. You get into a flow state because you're enjoying it so much, and you're so good at it, and you're enjoying it so much that it doesn't even feel like work to you. Imagine if you could do that every single day and get paid a premium for it because you're so good at it, and no one can do it quite like you. Imagine if you did that, Every day, it just lit you up. And every day, you were excited to do it. And every day, you felt valued, like so deeply valued. You felt seen. You felt like you were contributing. You felt alive in a way that you never had before. Contrast that with the work that you're doing that you only enjoy maybe 40, 50, 60, 70% of the time. That you're getting paid for, but a lot of days, it's draining you. And, and this is the most important thing, it's making you small. See, this is the thing about people that are 
working in the world but not doing their life's work is when you're working in the world but not doing your life's work, you have to be small to fit into the box that you're working in. You have to be small, meaning that box can't hold the full expression of you because it's not set up to. Because it's not really the work that you're meant to be doing. And see, what's happening right now with the great resignation with people leaving their jobs is they're leaving one box and then they're just going to another box and then another box and then another box. And that void within them is going to keep aching because they're looking for a space to fit into versus going on an inward journey, learning how to envision and create a new reality and then being a full full expression of themselves in their full power and finding that perfect role, that perfect position that supports their enormousness, their abilities, their zone of genius. That's the space of openness, of thriving, of joy, of deep fulfillment. And it's not just about work, right? Because when we feel an ache within us. It's because we're hiding part of ourselves. You know what the aching is? That's a part of us that wants to break free and be seen. So say that you're in a job that you're not loving. Well, that's going to show up with your family. It's going to show up in your relationships. It's going to show in your partnerships. It's going to show up everywhere you go because that part of you is going to be aching no matter what you're doing. That part of you that wants to be seen, that wants to break free, that wants to be big and loud and beautiful and amazing is going to be with you all the time, not just while you're working. And so that's why when you shift into doing your life's work, you tap into what am I amazing at? You let yourself be vulnerable, be fully seen, and then you find something that aligns with you, that supports your full expression of being yourself. And then you're getting this reciprocal energy. You're being valued. You're being seen. You're being paid well. And it's energizing you. How do you think you're going to feel in your relationships with your kids on vacation? You're going to be lit up. You're going to feel more joy. You're going to feel more gratitude. You're going to feel more amazing no matter what you do. So I've come to believe over the past four and a half years of going on this journey myself and then helping so many other people go on this journey That life is too fucking short to stay in the jobs that are keeping you small, to not be doing your life's work. Because your life's work is where your joy is. Your life's work is where that feeling of wholeness is. Because when you're doing your life's work, you're a full expression of yourself for the whole world to see. You get to be of service to others by being yourself. Most days, I'd say 99% of my days, I feel like a kid in a candy store. I'm not kidding. I am so many days I will wake up and I'll be like, how am I doing this as a job? This is amazing. What? I am so lucky. And none of that is me creating it, forcing myself to practice gratitude. Like none of that is force. It's just arising spontaneously in me. I mean, I'm just 
joyful. Now, of course, I practice a lot of self-maintenance that helps me to facilitate the spontaneous joy coming through me, meaning I practice daily meditation. I do have gratitude practice, all of these things, but I've also done so much internal work. I have figured out who I am. I figured out what my purpose is. I figured out the work that I'm meant to be doing. And now I'm free. Free to be me, free to be all of me, and free to be of service to others in that energy. And as the second half of that, feeling at one with the world, there's this really cool thing that happens, and I've read it about so many people that have really shifted into their life's work and then started doing their life's work for other people, started serving other people from a really, when people say like heart-led place or like conscious leadership, all of these kind of like buzzwords, what they're really saying is like shifting into who they really are, what their deepest, deepest gifts are, allowing themselves to be vulnerable with the world and show the world who they really are, and then having that expression of themselves come through them. There's this cool thing that happens where at some point, most of these people, you start to realize that every time you serve others, it's like you're serving yourself. It's like you're just looking in the mirror. And a lot of that too is because if you watch a lot of people that are really passionate about what they're doing, it's not just coming from an expression of who they are. It's also coming from their experiences and their past suffering. You know why I've created a six-month accelerator program to help people identify their life's work and start doing it? It's because it took me four years of pain, suffering, and isolation to figure it out. And I would have killed to have that because that was a really deeply, deeply lonely time for me. So I've not only built a six-month accelerator to help people identify their life's work, but I also am doing it in cohorts, meaning that you do it with a group of people so that you never have to feel the sense of loneliness and isolation like I did when I was going through it. Part of what makes me good at creating this workshop and helping people identify their life's work is because it comes from a place of suffering for me. And I don't want you to suffer the way that I had to. To fill this void, to figure out what you're supposed to be doing, to find your purpose and your passions, and to start doing the work in the world that you're meant to be doing. I don't want this to be a a fucking terrible, strenuous, isolating, lonely process for you. I want this to be invigorating, exciting, liberating, releasing, and I want you to do it with other people. And I want you to have fun in the process. If I had that course, I would have paid like $100,000 for it. I'm not even kidding you. To avoid the four years of stumbling around in the dark, trying a million different modalities, I've taken all the things that I've learned and the best processes that I used to figure it out for me, and I've built a six-month accelerator for you. It's coming from a place of passion. I really care. That's why like so many cancer survivors then work to help other cancer survivors. And you realize after doing that, after figuring it out, that in a way you're like doing it for you, for the past you that didn't have that. Every time you provide it for someone else, it's this like, it's this sense of deep joy. It's like you're doing it for them and for you. And it starts to create this ripple effect, this connection of like, we're all one. 
here. We're all helping each other. We can all do this together. And a lot of that came from, you know, if you listen to my episode, My Awakening, where I had this moment of awakening on the ferry one day in Washington, where I really wanted to release ego. And see, when we release ego, what we're really doing is releasing all the things that are in the way, all the overthinking, and we're becoming the purest expression of ourselves, of our personality, while feeling connected to universal energy, to the energy of everything. And it's like, instead of thinking we're just the wave in the ocean, and we're out there all alone, we suddenly ripple out and we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm the whole ocean. But I just have a unique wave. Every time it ebbs and flows, I'm giving back, I'm contributing to this whole ocean that I am actually a part of. Today, I don't have that void. It's gone. Because I know who I am. And I know who I'm here to serve. And I know the work that I'm meant to be doing in the world. And I don't have that longing. That deep aching within me. No matter who you are, you have life's work to do. Maybe your life's work is more in relationships. Maybe your life's work is in taking care of your children. But maybe it's to do that in a really particular way that only you can do. Maybe it's to run a multi-million dollar business. Maybe it's to be a social media influencer. I don't know what your life's work is, but my question for you today is, do you? Because the unique, interesting thing about doing your life's work is when you're doing it, you know it's what you're meant to do. It's obvious to you. You don't question it. You fucking know it in your bones. This is what I'm meant to be doing. This is my life's work. So if you're questioning it, if you're saying, well, I like my job, but I mean, I don't know, it doesn't feel like that. And I do feel that aching that you're talking about, or maybe you don't like your job. But when I ask you, are you doing your life's work? Are you being a full expression of yourself right now? Or are you making yourself small? Do you have questions? Do you feel like maybe there's more here for you to do? Do you feel like something's missing? Do you feel like there's something else going on here? Then I would say, listen to that voice within you. That voice that's calling you, that's aching. It's not going to go away until you listen and you start that new journey. Now, how that journey may unfold for you, it's different for everybody. For you, it may actually be that nothing in your life really changes except for the way that you behave the way that you do things. Or maybe one or two of your relationships could change, or maybe your work could totally change. You don't know, but you don't know until you investigate it. You don't know until you try something. What I would suggest you don't do is future catastrophize and jump to all these conclusions about what it could be and get so, so freaked out, you shut down and you never listen to this podcast again. <laughs> 
you know, uh, that's not going to help you. I mean, you can do that if you want to, but it's not going to help you. I, um, I went step by step when I went on this journey. And yeah, there were, there were definitely times where I was future catastrophizing and or where I would look back and be like, oh my God, how did, how did my world change so much? Um, but thank God it did. Thank God it changed the way that it did because it liberated me, right? Here's the, here's the interesting thing to remember. You have, you have power and control and autonomy every step of the way. That means if you make a decision to do something, it's because at the time you will feel ready to do that thing. So when we sit back and we think, oh my God, I can't go on this journey because what if it means I have to leave my job or what if it means, you know, I leave my marriage or what if it means that I find a new partner or what if it means I leave some of my friends or what if it means I move? Okay, but guess what? If you actually make those decisions, by the time you make them, you'll feel ready. And then you'll feel really good about them. Like, you won't feel how you feel now. And also, those decisions are likely to come slowly for you over time, if they come at all. A lot of people that I help through this process, they don't, they don't make as big of drastic changes as I did. But some do. Some do. And they're better off for it. And they're more liberated and they're free and they don't have that deep aching within them. So where do I want to leave you with this? I just want to say, you know, my passion, my purpose now is to help people get out of their ruts, get free from being stuck, be liberated, transform, build amazing lives, lives of their dreams. And this workshop that I have, this six-month accelerator, is one of my most powerful offerings to help you figure that out quickly. And without that sense of loneliness and confusion and isolation. So if you are ready in your life right now to choose differently, to experiment, to stop wasting time to be who you were born to be, then I can't wait to meet you. If you look in the show notes, there's a free training that you can sign up for. And if this training resonates with you, then you can apply to be in this six-month accelerator program to discover your passions, your purpose, and start doing your life's work. Start doing the work you were meant to be doing. If you know of someone else that you feel like this podcast episode or the workshop or the free training or any of that could benefit, then send this episode to them. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me. You can find ways to connect with me in the show notes. It's been a real joy today for me to record this episode because, you know, this is what I'm so passionate about. Um, I think everybody's fucking amazing. Like you listening to this, there is something really specific that you can do that is so amazing that you may not even be aware of yet, but it's in you. It's in everybody. And the joy of my fucking life is to get to see people discover that about themselves. Oh, nothing better. Nothing better for me to be a witness to people 
seeing their own amazingness and power. My life's gift, my life's work. Thank you guys for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Until next time, be well, my friends.